Welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Church podcast. We pray that this message will help you in your walk with Christ. Our current sermon series is The Church Your New Pastor Deserves. The title of Dr. Dorch's sermon today is more by its proclamation than its programs. The big idea is the heart of all the church does is its witness to the world that we belong to Jesus. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Luke's Gospel, the 12th chapter, where we hear Jesus' call to the church to be defined more by its proclamation than its programming. Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning with verse 8, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples, I tell you, whoever acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge them before the angels of God. But those who disown me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. May God add his blessings to this, the reading of his word. Years ago, back when I was in high school, I was first introduced to the work by Ralph Ellison, that award-winning book titled, The Invisible Man, The Invisible Man. Some of you may have been introduced to that book at some time along the way. You'll remember the story. It's a story told in autobiographical fashion, no doubt Ellison's story of how he grew up as an African-American man, a minority in a majority rule world where it seemed to him at times as if others were not aware of it, as if his existence to them was irrelevant and insignificant, where to others it certainly appeared to Ellison as if he were to them entirely and completely Invisible. Hence the title of the book, The Invisible Man. Now, when I was introduced to it in high school, I really struggled to understand Ellison's heart. It was a small town. I grew up in what others in the community would have considered to be a privileged family. Everyone knew my family. Everyone knew me. There were times when I would have craved invisibility. But now that for over 40 years I have been pastor of a local church, a church particularly in these last 10 or so years, living in a season where society no longer respects institutions, all institutions in general, and the church in particular, I now begin to understand what Ellison was writing about when he spoke of being invisible where no one recognizes you, where no one validates you, where no one considers you to be important to their everyday existence. And so it 
seems to me, as I think about the future of the church, the future of this church, the greatest challenge that every church and even Mountain Brook Baptist Church will face in the coming years is the challenge to find a way to regain our visibility in the larger society. And I'm not talking so much about regaining a position of prominence. I, I really don't know if Jesus ever intended for his church to be considered prominent in the larger society. But I do believe to the core of my being that Jesus always wanted his disciples to be able to move out into their world to gain a hearing, to be able to convey his message, to proclaim the good news of the gospel in a world that is so given to despair. We see that throughout the Gospels and particularly in this passage that's before us this morning from Luke's Gospel. One thing, one thing the church needs to hear when it comes to the Gospels, all of the Gospels, is that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not what we would consider ordinary biographies. That, that's how many People today, even folk in the church, interpret the Gospels. Well, these are, these are biographies of Jesus. And yes, yes, each of the Gospels contains details of Jesus' life, such as you would read in any biography of any famous person, where he was born, how he lived his life, how he died, and in the case of Jesus, how God raised him to life on the third day, but the Gospels were never intended to be read as mere biographies. No. Instead, the Gospels are intended to be heard as sermons, as words of proclamation, where the Gospel writers, inspired by the Holy Spirit, intended their writing to instill among its readers, the church, this desire to carry on, to perpetuate, to advance the cause of Christ in their world today. And in this section of Luke's gospel, no, dare I should say, better I should say, in Luke's sermon to a church in a predominantly Roman world. Remember, remember, Luke is the only Gentile writer in the New Testament. And so in Luke's sermon to what was a predominantly Gentile-based group of Christians, Luke records Jesus sharing with his disciples all of these important teachings that Jesus wants them to hear, to believe, and then to proclaim as Jesus prepares to go to his death and 
to experience the promise of resurrection that only God could have made possible in his life. In the 12th chapter, Luke tells us that there's a large crowd that has gathered to overhear what Jesus is teaching his disciples. And for Jesus, it is the perfect setting, the perfect setting to convey to his followers the importance of proclaiming his message, carrying it on, gaining a hearing in their world, helping people to understand the good news of the gospel. And so Jesus says to them, with this large crowd overhearing every word that he's speaking, if, if you acknowledge me before others, then the Son of Man will acknowledge you, will proclaim you, will speak up for you, will stand up for you before the angels of God. Jesus is, of course, talking about the final judgment. If you, if you acknowledge me, then rest assured that the Son of Man will acknowledge you before the angels of God. But, on the other hand, if you disown me, if you disown me before others, then understand that the Son of Man will disown you before the angels of God. You see, Jesus knew what was ahead for him. Yes, Jesus knew the cross was ahead for him, but Jesus also knew that soon... He would be journeying into Jerusalem and all of those crowds would be hailing him, proclaiming him, acknowledging him as the coming Messiah. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We celebrate that proclamation every Palm Sunday. But what did Jesus also know? That by the end of that very week, the end of that very week, the same people who on Sunday would have been proclaiming him as the coming Messiah would turn on him and reject him and disown him and call for his crucifixion, crucify him, crucify him. Jesus knew that the time was coming when his visibility would be in question. And how would his disciples respond in that moment, in that season where the tide would have turned and it would not have been in favor to follow Jesus? Their proclamation, their proclamation, their acknowledgement, their witness would make the difference. If you acknowledge me before others, then rest assured that the Son of Man will acknowledge you before the angels of God. And if you disown me, 
If you disown me before others, I will disown you before the angels of God from its very inception. The church, the body of Christ, those who claim themselves to be little Christ, Christian, which is what the term Christian means. We have been formed as a community of faith that is to be committed above and beyond everything else to the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ. And no one, no one understood that better than Luke. Remember, Luke is writing to a predominantly Gentile world, a world in which the Greek and Roman gods prevailed. Here come these Christians saying, Jesus is Lord, and let us explain to you why he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so throughout the gospel of Luke, no, the sermon of Luke, isn't it it interesting how many times proclamation is emphasized. I mean, in the beginning, you have the angel, the angel of the Lord. Angel meaning messenger, God's mouthpiece, who speaks to Zechariah, who will be the father of John the Baptist, who speaks to the Virgin Mary, telling her that she is beloved and blessed. She has found favor with God. The angel speaks To the shepherds, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And how each of those persons in turn understands the importance of living into the message and proclaiming it to others. And by the end of the gospel, you have the women who on the third day after Jesus' crucifixion, when his visibility was completely in question. Those women went to the tomb, experienced the good news of Easter, and what did they do with their experience? They ran to the disciples and they proclaimed, we have seen the Lord. The two disciples on the road to Emmaus, the only sermon, gospel, in which the Emmaus Road story is recorded, is the gospel of Luke. And there, having experienced the risen Jesus, these two disciples, Clopas and this other anonymous disciple, they go find the rest, and what do they say? We have seen the Lord. They testify. They acknowledge him. And in Luke's second volume, which we know to be the book of Acts, The story begins with Jesus prior to his ascension gathering his disciples, telling them, you shall be witnesses unto me. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you proclaim the good news, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And the rest of the book of Acts is taken up with these marvelous stories of ordinary people 
empowered by the Holy Spirit who go out with boldness, boldness into their world to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to extend his message, to advance his call. And over the years, that same charge, that same challenge is extended to the church today Proclaim Jesus. I find it beyond sad. I, I find it tragic that in so many churches today, instead of emphasizing proclamation, there seems to be this movement, this trajectory toward an emphasis on programming. It's as if there's this recognition that has come over the church, that's a good thing. At least they understand that our standing in society has diminished over the years. Trust me, the prestige of every congregation, including a congregation as exemplary as Mountain Brook Baptist Church, is not what it was, even in Mountain Brook today, as it was 25 years ago. It's a reflection of the larger culture. The temptation that so many churches face is instead of intensifying their commitment to proclamation, they have convinced themselves if we can come up with the right programs, if we can become in some way attractive to the larger culture, if we can find ways to do things that meet these felt needs, trust me, that's a real buzzword among church leaders today, then they'll come and they'll come in droves. Now, please understand, I, I, don't, I don't have anything against programs. In fact, I'm proud of the programs that we have here at Mountain Brook Baptist Church. I find that the programs and the activities and the ministries that we offer are second to none offered by any other church anywhere. I don't have anything against programs. Activities are essential. Ministries matter as long as, long as we understand that everything the church does, every program that we offer, every activity that we plan, every ministry that we express must all be driven by this desire to advance the cause of Christ and to proclaim the good news of the gospel in a way that turns the hearts of people to God otherwise. Otherwise, all the church does is provide entertainment or babysitting or some other life improvement skill that you could get at any civic club 
or recreational organization of your choice. Well, there has to be something that makes the church distinct. And what makes the church distinct from everything else is our willingness to proclaim Jesus to advance his cause, to extend the good news, to do all that we can to point others beyond ourselves to the direction of Jesus. So as we think about the good future that God has in store for this church, I would pray that Mountain Brook Baptist Church would continue to be a congregation just as it always has been. A church that's committed to making Jesus visible in this world. A church that is defined more by what it proclaims than what it does, even though what it does is important I trust that this church will instead be seen as a place that advances the cause of Jesus Christ. That's the reason for our existence. And I pray that every member will do what members of this great church have done from its very inception. They'll go out into this community and they'll just name Jesus, just name Jesus in their everyday conversations. And they'll live in such a way that their actions boulder their witness. And they exude hope. They exude hope, particularly in a day like this day. It quite frankly is too given to despair. People need hope. And what hope? We have to offer them. And what does Jesus say? If we do that, then we can live with the blessed assurance and the peace that passes all understanding that we'll gain a hearing. We'll gain a hearing here on earth Most importantly, we'll, we'll gain a hearing when we get to heaven. We acknowledge Jesus here. He will acknowledge us there. And on that day of judgment, to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we will be visible. To God, our existence will be validated. And because of what God alone does in and through us, on that day, praise God, we will be victorious. So let's proclaim Jesus 
now and proclaim him forevermore. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that today's message brought you hope as we continue to love God and live with grace and generosity. Be sure to check back here for more podcasts. And as always, go out and do the Lord's good work. Thank you.